Truth and Transcendence. Brought to you by Yes, You Now with Catherine Llewellyn. Truth and Transcendence, episode 59, with special guest Matt Cook. Now, if you haven't come across Matt, which might be surprising given he's all over social media, uh, Matt Cook is a manifestation coach. And yes, that is a thing. With a strong purpose in life to help and support others in, in their pursuit to secure their best life. He helps people step into the best version of themselves by learning how to reprogram their subconscious mind in order to create a new personal reality. So whether that sounds very exciting or very creepy or very odd, I really invite you to listen to this conversation because I think it's going to be fascinating. So why I invited Matt? Uh, Well, a friend actually introduced me to Matt recently, so we haven't known each other very long. Um, I was intrigued by his interesting choice to self-launch on a career as a manifestation coach at the age of 29. Very bold, in my opinion. And he has a very courageous approach to sharing what he has to offer far and wide on social media. Matt has a fresh energy and a refreshing attitude opt optimism, someone we could definitely all learn from. So, Matt, thank you so much for finding the time to come and join us on Truth and Transcendence. Thank you, Catherine. It's great to be here. Excellent. So uh, our theme for today, obviously, is going to be manifestation. And I think that we all, in quote, manifest outcomes all the time, sometimes consciously and other times with less specific awareness of what we're actually Doing, and we realize afterwards we something happened. Uh, but there's no doubt that the human mind is a powerful and a mysterious thing. And for leaders, understanding our mental powers from a variety of angles is sensible and potentially highly rewarding. I would say always highly rewarding. So that's why I felt like manifestation was a really interesting theme to explore. So, 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 Matt, you're a manifestation coach. Uh, let me just ask you first off, what is that for, for listeners who may not have come across such a thing? So exactly that. So whether you've heard the concept of manifestation, the law of attraction, I help people understand that the way they think and feel creates their exterior personal reality. So their personality is a reflection of their personal reality. And I help people get clear on their ideal future or what they're looking to become, whether that's a new version of themselves, abundance, health. And I help them understand what they need to do in order to become that person. So that is a manifestation coach. Wow. Excellent. Well, I I can imagine that's going to be very, very um, uh, helpful in these interesting times that we're in, where a lot of people are looking around and saying, what what am I going to do next? How am I going to complete my recovery from the last couple of years? Uh, you know, how do I, how do I turn, uh, you know, disappointment into optimism and how do I create what I want in my life? So, uh, Matt, when did you first come across this notion of, of manifestation? When did you first become really conscious of that? Sure. Great question. So I had no intention of ever becoming a manifestation coach. I was actually an estate agent for 10 years and 
My life changed in 2017 when my mother passed away from cancer and she was 51 years old at the time. And one of the last conversations that we had in a hospice about a couple of days before she passed over, she just basically said to me, you know, Matt, make sure you live your best life, travel the world, create memories and be happy and spend precious time with Coruscant, my wife, because when you're in my position, you'll realise how precious life is. And at that time, Catherine, I was a materialist. I loved money. I climbed to the top of the corporate ladder. I was the youngest manager um, in this firm of estate agents. So I, I drove a flash car and that's what I thought life was. And I was obsessed with it. And then when my mother passed away, I had this sudden realisation that at 25 at the time, did I really want to be an estate agent for 40 years? Um, I wanted to try and build a legacy and sort of make my mum proud in a way. And I remember that sort of ringing through my ears for, for a year. And so she passed over in July 2017. And by the September of 2018, so over a year after, I was suffering from quite a lot of stress. At the time, I had a tight chest. So I remember that clearly. And my wife's grandmother encouraged uh, me to have reflexology for the first time. Yeah. And I didn't really even know what that was. And when I agreed and, and went along with it, because apparently it would help me sort of, you know, de-stress, if you like. When I lay there, the therapist, all he knew was my name was Matt. And the first question he asked me was, so Matt, tell me who you are. And I answered and I said, I'm a 26-year-old uh, at the time, estate agent, youngest manager, this, that and the other. And he stopped me and he said, sorry, Matt, I didn't ask what you did for a living. I asked who you are. And that question hit me like a ton of bricks because I honestly didn't know who I was, who the awareness, the consciousness of Matt was. I was associating myself with the exterior shell, the corporate side of me. And that triggered my spiritual awakening to find my purpose in life, which you read out at the start of the show. Mm. And four months after that, the the, the, the most profound experience happened. And I want to share that because this is the start of how I got into manifestation. Yeah. In February, 2019. So about four months after that question was asked by the reflexologist, I was lying up in bed, typical midweek evening with my wife. We're watching Netflix on the laptop. And I remember saying to her, I'm just going to roll over now and try and go to sleep. And as I rolled over, still fully awake, my whole entire body started to vibrate to a point where I felt like I could have hovered off the bed. I was still fully awake. I felt like I could have stopped it if I wanted to, but it was, I'd never experienced like any, that before. And I wanted to sort of go along with it. I then heard high pitch ringing in my ears really loud. And then it went silent. And my mother came through and she went, hi, Matt, it's mom. Can you hear me? Now, my mum was from Essex and I'm from Shropshire. So I knew exactly that it was my mum. I hadn't heard her voice in 18 months. And it was so real. And I, I had this conversation with her and then my wife nudged me and she said, Matt, who are you talking to? And it, it completely woke me back up. And Catherine, it was so real that if you're a skeptic or let's say for me, uh, I, I wanted to believe that there was a thing such as the afterlife, but you know, I'd never experienced anything like that before. I'd never seen a ghost or anything. I'd only ever watched Colin Fry as a kid or Most Haunted, you know. And when I connected with my mother, it, it stunned me, actually. And it took me from a sceptic to wanting to understand what happened in that experience. 
And long story short, what I actually ended up um, researching and finding out was that what I what happened to me in that moment was that I was able to lift my vibration because we're the human body. In fact, everything in this three dimensional reality that we live in is energy, 99.9999% energy. And energy vibrates at a certain frequency. So in that experience, I was able to lift my vibration. That's why my body was vibrating. The high pitch ringing in my ears was me ascending and me lifting my vibration. And my mother was able to lower her vibration and we were able to connect. And I've since had that backed up by several psychic mediums who said to me on both occasions, do you know why we're called mediums? And I said, I don't actually. And they said, it's because we help people meet in the middle. I said. Ah, okay. So that explains exactly what happened. So after that, and then me realizing that everything's energy, I thought to myself, well, if I can connect with my mother, what else can I do in life? What else can I do if I learn how to manipulate energy? And that's where I started to play with it. And within that year, a few months after I then stumbled into actually the concept of the law of attraction manifestation, I read The Secret for the first time. So to answer your question without going any, into any more detail, that's what led me up to and started the journey. Yeah. Wonderful story. Yeah. The, the thing you said about your, your, um, raising your vibration in such a way that you could then meet your mother in the middle, mm-hmm. and you said you were able to raise your vibration. Um, in the way you told the story, it sounds almost as though that happened uh, without you consciously making it happen. Or was that your experience? Or had, had you been feel, before that, had you been feeling like you really wished you could connect with your mother? Or did it kind of come out of nowhere? It really did come out of nowhere. Mm. It was purely unconscious. It, 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 in fact, I, I wasn't aware of that at the time, but I tried to do it every night after for about two weeks and couldn't. And I realised it's because I was consciously trying to create the same outcome. Yeah, It was, it was complete random. Mm. Um, True story, actually, I had another similar experience on Saturday night just gone uh, where the same thing happened. Um, And again, I wasn't trying to make it happen. It just happened. It happens in divine timing, I suppose. Whether I was consciously trying to connect with my mother, maybe, possibly. She was definitely on my mind. It was still quite raw. I was trying to establish my purpose. So Mm. she was definitely on my thoughts. Whether she helped me create it, I don't know. But I wasn't conscious at all when it happened, if that makes sense of I was consciously awake of and aware of it happening, but I didn't consciously create the experience. Yeah, yeah. And I I think that does kind of illustrate one aspect around manifestation, doesn't it? Which is sometimes the whole question of who's intending what or who's, in quote, making something happen is is a question. But I suppose the thing that we can't uh, uh, avoid recognizing is when we're actually experiencing something taking place. So although we might not know, uh, how, what was what caused it or how it came about, we can still experience it in the moment of it occurring. I suppose a bit like falling in love, you know, you suddenly realize you're in love and how did that even happen? You can't, you know, how did it happen and how did it happen with that person who may not yeah. have been the person you thought it would happen with? So <laughs> it's, uh, we all have these examples in life, don't we? Like, that sounds like a very beautiful experience and it sounds like you really valued it as an experience. I did. And I did. And and that's really from that moment forward, I realized that I would dedicate the rest of my life to understanding what happened and understanding energy 
frequency and the, and the, and the world that we live in yeah. because I was at the time stuck in a square box. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah. And so, yeah, great. So uh, interestingly, you were an estate agent before that. And I, I've met many, many estate agents in my life because I've moved house many times. And at one time I would say, you know, a lot of my best friends are estate agents, you know, <laughs> because you know you kind of get to know them quite well, don't you, when you're involved in that. Do, if you look back, do you think, I mean, you, and you were, you were successful in that world. So do you think you were actually uh, using some of the principles of manifestation when you were an estate agent, albeit whether or not you did that consciously? 100%. And for anyone listening, also try and think about any experiences. We, we manifest everything. Mm. Everything that we are in our life right now is a manifestation based on our inner core vibration, which I'll explain later. But yes, I became the youngest manager in that company at 24. And I worked for a very large company in Worcestershire in the UK. And as a child, I used to read the newspaper and see that particular company. And I, they were classed as the premier estate agent at the time, and they sold the biggest houses. And uh, when I got that job at 19 as a junior, I knew from day one that I would be the youngest manager in that company. Yeah. And I I lived every day and would show up every day, even though I was on the smallest salary in the company. It bothered me because I just knew that one day I would be the manager, a manager. And, you know, I had no idea of the concept of manifestation, but the principle of what I understood then is what I know now, which was I was clear on the intention and the intention was the, was the outcome, which was, being a manager. And every day I lived by the emotions of feeling it. I just knew that it would happen. And it did. It came to fruition four years later. Um, you know, some would say I worked hard and I did work hard, but I I just knew from 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 day one that I would become that manager, that youngest manager in the company. Yeah. So yes, I, I did experience, uh, I suppose you could say a manifestation before I even realized what I was doing. Yeah, before you had a label for it. <laughs> Yeah, right. And, exactly. and, and you know, if you look even further back as a child, did you kind of do, do you do you see instances like that? Or was it something that really only came about in your adulthood? No, same, same again. I, I had a very good job at 16 at Waitrose and I landed that job and again, got a very good position there. Before that, from the age of 11, I had a paper round and I, I landed the best road that gave the best tips. And if I look back at my life, <laughs> if I look back again, just I just I was always governed by this dream of become of, of knowing I'd be the best at what I did. That was mm. and even even as I was a very good football player when I was younger and I won trophies players player and play for district football. And I it, I didn't necessarily work any harder. I just knew I would be or I, I was just so clear on what it was that I was looking to achieve I almost embodied it before the experience actually manifested of yeah. course as a kid I didn't understand my parents if I try and have this conversation with my dad it's completely over his head you know um but looking back no one taught me I just had this I suppose intuition where I just knew somehow what I was doing so yeah it's, it's been a pattern my whole life actually looking back from a very young age fantastic and and is there um I mean, this all sounds very positive and very exciting, but I just have to ask the question, is there a downside to being someone who's very connected to manifestation? Oh, yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> so, Are you willing to tell us that on the air? <laughs> you, manif- you manifest the good as well as the bad. So, right. um, you know, I don't want to scare people too much with this, but here's a, here's a funny example, actually. I, mm. I've just come back from travelling uh, the, the south coast of England for three months in, in Cornwall. And for those three months, my wife and I were doing a mixture of staying on um, campsites, staying in yurts, and then mixing it up with Airbnbs and holiday cottages. So what we would do is every other week, we'd have a week of work where we knew we'd have Wi-Fi and then a week of of not taking it too seriously because we both work online. We have the freedom to do that. Now, being a coach and doing all my sessions on Zoom, you can imagine what was going through my mind as I was on the campsite. I was thinking, I really hope next week I have no issues with the internet. (laughs) So even though I'm aware of what I'm doing, I kept saying it. And my wife even said to me, Matt, why are you searching the nearest Starbucks to that Airbnb? And it's because I was already placing the intention of the internet being a problem and then me working out how far the nearest Starbucks was in case I needed to connect to the internet. And honest truth, Catherine, every single time this happened, this happened twice. We'd get to the Airbnb they want the internet. The first thing I would do is go in and check it. I'd FaceTime my in-laws just to make sure the internet was okay. And then the internet started playing up. And we were in this one cottage. I remember it well. And the the, the megabyte per second was about one. It should have been about 40. And we, we had the owners come around and they said, honestly, we've been letting this out for the last couple of years. We've never had a problem with the internet. So I've consequently had to go and work in Starbucks. Two weeks later, I did the same again. I was thinking, based on that experience, I was thinking, oh, my God, I really hope this time that I don't. And we were staying in a, in a, a village called Camelford in, in Cornwall. <laughs> and we get to this Airbnb and there's, they live in the main house and there's four other barn conversions. And the barn conversion that we're staying in, the Internet starts playing up. And the owner said, again, we've got no issues in the main house. The day you've moved in, there's an issue with the router. And they had to call the engineer. And long story short, I had to go and do my calls in her house. So, and I just said, look, you know, I just knew it was me and the vibration that I was putting out. You know, I, yeah. I, I manifested a, you know, a, a dodgy internet, um, which might sound crazy to some people, but yeah. I, I, knowing it now, I, I know I put it out there and, and it, it matched. So, yeah, that's just a few examples of, of how it can go the other way if you're not careful of your thoughts, you know? Yeah, brilliant. I, I, um, interestingly, I did um, uh, I did an episode recently about um, that experience of of feeling like we don't have enough time. Yeah, and in there, I was talking about you know if you if if every time someone asks you to do something, and your response is I don't have time, you're basically programming your mind to believe that you don't have time, and then you're going to feel like you don't have time. And I, and, I, and I do think that's absolutely true. Whereas if we say to ourselves, and, and we're not just talking about, um, you know, positive thinking and, and, and trying to sort of kid ourselves, are we? Because that's something, you know, when you hear the term manifestation or manifest, manifestation coach, I mm-hmm. think that's one of the thoughts that can come up, isn't it? Where we think, yeah, you know, okay, is that a real thing? Or is that just people uh, trying to deny the fact that sometimes things don't work out? You know, that sort of, thing of of trying to deny an aspect of life um so you know my experience of you is that you're more genuine than that but i think that's that's a question isn't it that can come up with people it is now for me again uh, my nature is 
I'm very curious, but I'm also thorough and I ask a lot of questions. So when I first actually understood the concept of the law of attraction manifestation, I did think it was a pie in the sky concept, actually, that really your thoughts create your reality. Um, And I wanted to do my own research and I stumbled across someone called Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm. And he's someone that I've trained under, um, taking his courses. And the reason I loved his work is he he tackles it from a scientific approach. And what I loved about what he teaches is how people have gone to his live events with chronic disease, terminal cancer, and within within a week or or, after his events have been able to cure themselves. Now, for me, that was significant because of my mother passing away from cancer and also witnessing her in the last six months of her life doing everything she possibly could to try and cure herself with green smoothies and reading books. The one thing that she never was aware of at the time, and nor was I, was the concept of manifestation and also, you know, Joe's work. Now, looking back, the one thing I am aware of is the words my mum used to use a lot, you know, was that she had cancer first in 2007, breast cancer. It came back in 2017. She got it in brain, bone and lungs. But she always used to say, cancer will come back. Yeah. Cancer will come back. I won't make old bones. You know, even talking to my dad now, he he even can look back and he knows the words she used to use. And I think, you know, I believe now that, you know, my mum's passing has put me on this path because if I knew what I knew now, I'd probably be able to try and help and save my mum. So this is why I'm so passionate about teaching this on a far greater level than just getting people to stare at a vision board. Yeah. It's understanding the science behind it and how actually your thoughts can make you sick, but your thoughts can also make you well, Yeah, you know, so, but it's understanding that. And that's what I've dived into in the last three years. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I've sometimes had that thing where I've, I've maybe tried, I've used some sort of alternative treatment for something or a supplement or something. And, and somebody says, Oh yeah, Catherine, that's just because you believed it was going to work. And yeah, they say, they sort of, they sort of scoff. Right. And I then say, well, so are you telling me that I've got the power to heal myself and make myself believe it was the alternative herbal remedy or something. And they sort of doubtfully say, well, well, yes. And I said, great. Thank you for the compliment. That's really incredible, (laughs) which is not what they meant. (laughs) No, there's a very real thing. I'm sure you've heard called the placebo effect. And I was reading a survey not long ago where 20 um, cancer patients were told that they were going to have chemotherapy and 10 of them were given the sugar pill the placebo and but they believed they were having chemo and 50 percent of those 10 people started to lose their hair after mm-hmm. taking the placebo because they believed the intention was that they'd had the you know the the, med, the, the, the medication for chemotherapy and, and as yeah. a consequence of the, the the intention and belief that they'd lose their hair they started to lose their hair so when yeah. we dive into that in a little bit more detail we start to realize how powerful our thoughts are mm-hmm. Wow. So, so you're, you're kind of fairly early on in, into this new career. What's it been like so far? What's it been like working with clients and coaching and, and, and working with people around manifestation? Absolutely amazing. Amazing to see them getting results in their own life, in whichever field that is. Um, witnessing change, helping people fully understand and grasp the concepts of it. 
um, fascinating, especially, you know, I never, like I said, I never intended to do this, but because I'd had so much success with my own manifestations, my wife said to me a year ago, why don't you get on social media and try and teach this almost and I had no intention of monetizing it and creating a career out of it I just showed up every day providing value you know and helping people understand you know for example Catherine people don't realize but they are their brain five percent of who they are is conscious analytical you listening to me right now or listening listening to me but 95 percent of who we are is unconscious is a set of hardwired computer programs you know that have formed our personality our personality traits and the unconscious mind is the body and the average human thinks between 60 to 70,000 thoughts every single day and 90% of those thoughts are from the past so the average person is living in the past 95% of the time and they the human body the unconscious body doesn't recognize the difference between a dream or reality so we have this powerful ability to trigger the stress hormones just by thought alone. So we can think of an experience that happened 20 years ago and release the same experience and feelings emotionally as it was happening in real time. So the question is, if, if the body doesn't understand the difference between a dream or reality, can we start to train the body to believe that it's living in a future before it's manifested? And the answer is yes. And when we start to do that, when we realize that manifestation is really a loop of thought, because everything starts with thought, thought then triggers an emotion and a feeling and a feeling then triggers an outcome. So if you can change your thoughts, it's very simple. You're going to change the way you feel and you're going to probably start making different choices in your life. But if you don't do that, that's why we see people creating and attracting the same of who they are, just because they're unconsciously thinking the same, even though consciously they might not think they are. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I help people understand to reprogram those thoughts as well. Understood. And I, I feel I must ask this next question, which which just came to me, which is what does the because the way you described the, the human mind there sounded quite um, mechanistic. You know, you said it's it, 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 it's a machine. I think you said it's a machine. Yes. Um, but what about um our relationship with um, spirit and our relationship with what some people would call God or uh, the, the cosmic energy and all that kind of thing. Where Does that come into play in, in this particular modality yeah. that you're working with? Absolutely. The key to manifestation is to be consciously aware of your unconscious mind at all times. So if I said to you or anyone listening, if you were to close your eyes for a few seconds and just see darkness and then wait for a thought to come in, the question then is, who are you in there? Are you the person waiting in the darkness, observing the thoughts, or are you the thought? And when you realize that you are the awareness inside there and awareness is consciousness, that when we were born, we weren't born with an identity, a gender or anything. We were just pure awareness and we were conditioned and programmed by our external environment to become somebody. So the real key here in manifestation is to get back to that authentic, if you like, energy spirit and just become awareness and step outside and beyond. And when we realize that our unconscious mind, those thoughts are anchored in the past, guess what? It doesn't like change. It doesn't like anything unfamiliar. It wants to always anchor us to what it knows. So whenever mm. we try and do something new, 
it wants to pull us back. So to answer that question, yes, we have to become almost divine. We have to, what I do in meditation is I practice becoming no one in no space and time, just pure awareness and consciousness. Because when you're, when you're there, you have this incredible ability to start creating. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, Thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's, It's very interesting listening to you, Matt, because you're, you're describing things which I know a lot of people listening are, are aware of, but the way you're describing them is, is very particular. There's a very particular way that you're, you're talking about all of this, which creates a kind of different window in on it, mm-hmm. which I think is quite revealing and, and interesting. And I, I get the feeling that there's a feeling of possibility that's generated by the, this, this particular modality that you're embracing. And that's that's exciting. That's very exciting. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned meditation. So when you're Mm -hmm. working with clients, do you encourage them to meditate? I do. Yes. I think, you know, with meditation, um, the the way I see it is I just try and teach my clients firstly to just be consciously aware of of who they are. You know, the, the when I start my clients off, I always say, imagine you're sat on a on a hill, you know, and you're sat there, you have the most beautiful lunch around you and drink, and you're 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 present. You're just there. You don't want to be anywhere else. But in the distance there is a road. And on that road there are cars. And if a car comes past and it's one of your favorite cars, what happens? You get distracted and you go off on this journey. And that's exactly the same with meditation. Those are the thoughts. And really the key is people think they're failing with meditation when they go off on a thought. But if you can be consciously aware of the fact that you've gone off on the thought and recenter yourself, that is meditation. You know? yeah. And the more you practice that, the more you become more self-aware and don't identify and latch onto those thoughts. So for me, the bedrock of manifestation is meditation ah right right so it's got an image then of somebody sitting on top of a hill uh, Mm -hmm. in that beautiful state that you described and there's the road and as you said their favorite car comes along but they just watch the car rather than uh leaving where they are and 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 entering into the car they just witness it and uh, And in fact, it's interesting, round here, I live in Wales, and there's a place very close to me called Hergist Ridge, and you can climb right up onto this ridge, and it's a a long ridge. In fact, people hike along it. It's very popular, and it's broad, and there are beautiful Welsh ponies up there and things like that, and you can stand up there, and you can see for miles and miles and miles, and there's that incredible sense of being... um, in this elevated place, looking down on the landscape and seeing all sorts of things, different things happening in the landscape, but, but not being attached to the landscape, being, being almost like free of the landscape, completely grounded where you are on the ridge. And people, you tend to feel very grounded when you're up there because you've just slogged up a hill for an hour and a half to get there. So, so you're, complete, you're, you're completely in your body and you're completely grounded and connected to the earth. And then you look out over the, over the beautiful landscape. And what you were talking about reminded me of, of that experience. Exactly. So in that moment, you, you want to be grounded. You want to be present. You want to be enjoying the surroundings. Mm. See, that is, 
in meditation when you're just in the present moment is bliss it's beautiful why would you want to be distracted by that car that comes mm. past it's just like why would you be, want to be distracted by what you're having for dinner or what you mm. should be doing next mm. you've got to recenter yourself and and that i i use it as a basic um analogy because it's it's so important you know we can only manifest when we're we can only create from when we're present we can't create from from the past so yeah. that's why i help my clients like you know meditation it's like anything you wouldn't go to the gym and lift a 20 kilo weight for the first time you go in and you'd start with maybe a two kilo so you know i teach my clients to start with 10 minutes just to be aware of their thoughts and then eventually look at building that up to an hour which is what i do every morning an hour's meditation um and i don't i don't get up from meditation until i am defined by the future that i am right now and that's that's all that manifestation is people think that the materialist in the newtonian model of reality would say that they only feel abundant when they have money for example or they only feel in love when there's a relationship but the quantum model of reality is that you can have it now you know to feel abundant you don't have to wait for materialism to show up become an abundant person right now and if you can start to become an abundant person right now you're going to change your inner core vibration which is going to change the way you think and feel and act aligning you to what it is that you're looking to manifest because manifestation is just aligning yourself to the vibrational frequency of that desire right now yeah beautiful it reminds me of a uh, 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 an expression on um I did an enlightenment seminar back in the 70s and one of the expressions was be do have you know be mm-hmm. if if you want to have a certain kind of life the people always think they've got to have that kind of life so they can do the things someone with that life will do and then they be that kind of person and you've just said the be do have version which is if you be that kind of person and do the sort of things that person would do you will have the thing that you want and exactly. you, you just slipped in there, um, the, the, believing you can only be in love when there's a relationship. Now, that's a, that's, you, I thought I've got to pick up on that because that's such a good one. Because people do believe I can only experience love when there is mm. a relationship to give it to me, rather than I can, I can be um, experiencing love at any time. And vibrating with that and being that way, regardless of an external set of circumstances. Yes. So I'm working with a client at the moment who's actually working with me to try and manifest love. And she struggled a whole life. A good looking woman, but she's always struggled to try and attract love in this perfect relationship. And what I always do on session one is dive into their childhood. Because the famous saying is, show me a man age seven and I'll show you the man. And they only need to tell me the first seven years of their life and already know who they are. And she said when she was six, her father walked out on her. Her mother and father used to argue all the time. Father walked out, emptied the bank account. And her mum said, never trust men. You're better off alone. <laughs> so <laughs> what, does, what does that do Fantastic. to a child? Yeah. Well, actually, when we start to realise that a child up until the age of seven is purely uh, subconscious, they are um, like a sponge. Their analytical mind hasn't developed. So they become based on their external environment. So those thoughts were just downloading basically into who she is. So so now fast forward to her in her 40s, she's still that little girl. And I said to her, I said, do you love yourself? Honestly, and she said, no, I don't. And I said, so why do you think that you're going to attract love if you're not love? And she said, I've never thought of it like that before. And I said, 
you need to put men to one side. You need to stop thinking about attracting love and you need to focus on becoming love. So mm. what she now does is I got her to write down 50 things that she loves about herself, you know, embody love. And the, the second she can feel love, she'll change her vibration. And guess what? She'll just match. There'll be a match in three-dimensional reality. Whenever that perfect person shows up, mm. instead of focusing on the material egoic mind of how that man looks, actually, why don't you think about the um, what you want, the qualities yeah. from that relationship and the yeah. emotions, you yeah. know? Um, so, and, and we can go into this in a moment, but, you know, the, the core pieces of manifestation, Catherine, are you have to have a clear intention with an elevated emotion and you have to have coherence between the two for it to manifest. What so that's you, what I teach with love. What do you mean by an elevated emotion? So, okay. So we, going back to the reference I made about the fact that we are just energy, the human body is a condensed form of energy vibrating at a very slow rate of vibration. We mm. perceive it to be three-dimensional with our five senses. Yeah. Well, actually, everything's energy. And the quantum model of reality, the quantum field, is an invisible field that's all around us, which carries information, energy, and frequency. So right now, if I said to you, in both of our rooms, there is an invisible field. And if we tune into, let's say, 97.9 FM, all of a sudden, we both pick up Radio 1, and we can listen to that. So there's an invisible field there. We understand that. Now, this field is outside of three-dimensional reality. It's in the fifth dimension. And in the fifth dimension, it's uh, there's more time than space. So time's infinite. So there's infinite opportunities that exist simultaneously in the quantum field. So what I teach is that when we can become just pure awareness in no space and time, and we tune into that field through meditation, and we can broadcast out with our brain a clear intention because the brain's electric, and then we can coherently match that with a, an elevated emotion such as gratitude when we broadcast out into the field let's say the intention of of that perfect relationship and then we can marry it up with um, gratitude for love well the brain signals it out and then the heart being the feeling and the emotion draws it back because the heart is the magnet and the brain is the um, the electric charge that's what's called an electromagnetic field that's around the body ah. So, and people don't realize that, but, you know, if, if you just think about a thought, it won't necessarily manifest, but if you match it with a coherent, elevated emotion, you're drawing it back to you. And that's really how manifestation works, sometimes in yeah. the worst way too, you know? So, yeah. So I understand now what you mean by an elevated emotion. So you, so you said, like, you gave gratitude as an example. Could you give some other examples of what you'd call an elevated emotion? Joy, peace, happiness, um, any, anything that makes us feel a certain way after something's manifested. Now, yeah. gratitude, if you don't know how um, a manifestation is going to make you feel before it's actually manifested, then practice gratitude because gratitude is the ultimate form of receivership. Yes. We only ever say thank you once we've received something. Yeah. So if we can practice gratitude, we are basically practicing the fact that it's already manifested. Yeah, absolutely right. I completely experienced that myself. There are times when I either wake up in the morning or at some point during the day and suddenly experience a feeling of, of gratitude, which can be for something specific, or it can just be a general feeling of gratitude. And my experience of the rest of the day is always different when that's taken place. It, it feels like um, I am more available to what's offered to me when I'm already in a state of gratitude. 
Absolutely. Gratitude for me is, you know, every single day. Mm. And, and people also think that they can't experience gratitude until something's manifested. Well, that's, again, the Newtonian model of reality that we only feel a certain way once something is manifested. Yeah. Well, actually, if it's abundance that you're looking to, to, to manifest, well, what are you abundant? What, you know, what are you great? What can you be grateful for today that's giving you abundance? Well, it's yeah. probably a roof over your head, food in the fridge, a loving relationship. You know, there's always things to practice. Um, gratitude for in anything yeah. that we're looking to manifest yeah. so powerful. i think my my base one on that is i i sometimes get this thing where i suddenly realize that i'm actually alive with a body and yeah. that that is quite an extraordinary thing just on its own and for me that's the sort of ultimate of what you've just described i think of hold on a minute i'm actually alive and i could have not been yeah and that's exactly Particularly as I get older, and I, I'm, you know, I, I'm like, I'm still alive, <laughs> right? <laughs> Despite some of the silly things I may have done earlier in life. So I think yeah. I wonder whether that's I wonder if that's one of the reasons why, um, as people get older, often they become more able to experience gratitude. I wonder whether there's a kind of a correlation. Most likely, you know, I think regardless of your age, every, every single day. A new day is a blessing, isn't it? So there's always yeah. something to be grateful for. So I think everyone should wake up and practice 10 things they're grateful for every mm. day. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure that your clients are, are, are experiencing enormous benefits working with you, Matt. Uh, you know, it's, um, I, can't, I can't think of any reason somebody wouldn't think this is a wonderful thing to be, to be doing. So uh, I think so. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, I, I really do. I, I think um, the, the people that work with me, tend to initially follow me on social media so they have an understanding of it mm, but i think mm. once i teach it to the level that i now understand it to, to me it's it's inevitable that things start showing up in the life 10 minutes before our call catherine i had a client message me to say that they you know experienced success in their business that's an area that i'm helping them manifest but for me it's sort of it's inevitable because that person's putting in the work and they're doing sort of and they're practicing the same techniques and yeah. You know, the thing I would say is it doesn't matter who's listening to this. It, you don't have to be a certain person. Anyone can experience this. And, and mm. everyone has manifested their whole life. But, it, but you know, there's always something that you, you can try and manifest. And if you understand these basic principles, you can live the most extraordinary life. And I play with it every day. And I Fantastic. will for the rest of my life, you know. Fantastic. Well, and I'm sure, and I'm sure um, at the risk of sounding uh, condescending, I'm sure that the wisdom you have now will deepen even further over time. As you do this, because you know you've got plenty of time, haven't you, to 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 play with this and help your clients. Fant I have <laughs> superb, superb. So yeah. I mean, I'm loving this conversation. This is great. Um, just just to kind of switch the emphasis very slightly. Um, if we think about the way the world is at the moment, there are all sorts of things going on, and everyone's got different opinions about what is happening, what isn't happening, what should be happening, what shouldn't be happening, you know, what the solution is to some of the issues and problems. And there are a lot of people who are either in leadership positions of one sort or another, or who are kind of taking a leadership stance in their own life. You know, you're taking a leadership stance in what you're doing. I am in what I'm doing. You know, there are a lot of us now, I think, who want to be part of the solution and, and help make things better. So, do you think what we've been talking about is important for people in leadership positions or taking leadership stances to think about and connect with? I 100% agree. I do. I do. Because, 
you know, I think we've all got a responsibility to, you know, deliver as much value as we can to the world and show up and serve. And, you know, this information can change people's lives. You know, it doesn't cost anything to learn a concept like this. But if anything, it can make someone feel just a little bit better about themselves. Mm. You know, there's a lot going on that can make you feel negative. You know, if you're governed by the news and the media. And what's that doing to someone? If they're hearing it time and time again, how bad the world is and that, you know, fuel prices are increasing. What's that doing to their own inner, you know, core vibration? How's that changing that person? And, you know, yeah. the, the, real, the, the way to change is consistent daily action. It takes an average 66 days to form a new habit. So if people are hearing every single day the same on the news, what's that doing to those people, you know? So yeah. I, even though I'm consciously aware of what's going on, I don't let it absorb me. And, I, you know, I just show up every day and try and inspire other people. Yeah. And yeah. I think as leaders, that's what we should be doing, in my opinion. Fantastic. Well, I can't argue with that. So, so, so supposing someone's been listening to this, let's say they are a leader and they, they find it really interesting and they resonate with it, but maybe yeah. they haven't really consciously engaged with some of these ideas before. And they're thinking, how do I start? You know, how do I even begin? You know, I'm listening to Matt. He's 30 years old. And some of the stuff he said on this episode is stuff I've never even heard of. <laughs> you know, and I'm 55 and I'm running yeah. a massive international business. Right. So and I'm sure some people listening will be actually recognizing right now that they've been actually been utilizing and applying a lot of these ideas, whether or not they've called it that or whether or not they've thought of it in that way. Because if they hadn't been at all, they probably wouldn't have got to where they are today. Yeah. You know, so so if I kind of say that as a caveat, but supposing there is somebody like that who's thinking, so Matt, you know, what might I do first? You know, what how might I begin to engage with this a bit more? What what might you say to somebody like that? So, firstly, their success will be down to the actions that they've taken. I'd imagine they were all defined by a vision of what they were looking to achieve, a big mm. goal, somewhere they wanted to go. There's 12 laws that govern the universe. One of them is the law of inspired action. So if you want to become an abundant person, for example, you can't just sit in your room and eat pizza and hope someone comes to the door with a check for a million pounds. You've got to take some sort of inspired action based on that personal uh, personality, that, that, that state of being. So, you, you know, people listening who've, who've succeeded, they, they've done that and unconsciously unaware of manifestation they've they've been defined by a vision and they've taken the relevant steps to create that success but if someone wants to play around with this get into it my advice is to manifest from soul's purpose and not ego so yeah. that's what i try and teach you know don't try and manifest the sports car or the five-star holidays of the Maldives Let, let's try and manifest something something beyond that something a little bit greater in more depth but first you have to be defined by a vision which is the intention you have to be crystal clear on the intention and my advice is to write down on a piece of paper what it is that you're looking to manifest whether that's abundance money success love health whatever that is so, for example, let's say someone's listening who's not in the best health at the moment. If you write down the letter H and then you, you put two circles around it, that's going to represent your electromagnetic field. To the left of that, just write down the word intention. And I want you to write down everything you want when you could visualize better health. So being able to go for a walk for half an hour, 
climb a hill, spend more time with my daughter, whatever, whatever that looks like for you, you know, for, 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 for good health. Mm. And then to the right of that, I want you to write down the word elevated emotion and how it would make you feel if you have better health, you know, so better vitality, you know, grateful, you know, wh- whatever that those emotions are. And then whenever you're looking to manifest, just become obsessed with that, 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 that letter and how that feels. And just start by every single day practicing visualization and visualize that future outcome right now before it's manifested. Almost rehearse it in your head. See yourself in the future in that perfect scenario. Marry it up with a coherent, um, elevated emotion. And whether you do that in meditation, like I do, or whether you just do it through a vision board, the key is to then not slip back into yourself. <laughs> you've got to be aware. You've got to be consciously aware your whole day. So if you do it for an hour, but then for 23 hours of the day, you return to your old self, you're not going to see change. So you've got to deliberately step into that state of being. And it's going to take time. You know, some people manifest in a matter of weeks. For others, it takes a little bit longer. But that's, again, divine timing. You've got to. The key is. Once you step into it, you've got to surrender, let go and allow in and wait for it to show up. But that's my advice for anyone starting out. Get clear on an intention and the emotions. Beautiful. That's a lovely exercise. Really lovely. I'm looking forward to the ripple effect of all the listeners doing that. (laughs) It's powerful. It's powerful. Very, very powerful. Beautiful. Well, uh, Matt, this has just been so fantastic. Before we come towards the closing, which we're coming up to shortly. Is there anything else you'd like to say about uh, manifestation and about what you're doing that, that would be a real shame if we didn't include before we come to the end of the episode? Yeah, I think for me, and I don't want to go too deep with this, but this this really helped me understand that, you, you know, and especially I'll go a little bit spiritual here because this is the spiritual side of me. Now I've connected with my mother several times. And yeah. I just want to add this in that, my my mother passed away five years ago. Now, maybe people can resonate with this, but if you ever connect with the other side, it will never feel like they've been gone that long from their perspective. Mm. You know, my mother, for example, to her, it hasn't been five years. It's been a couple of weeks or whatever, because time doesn't exist outside of three-dimensional reality. Yeah. New, you know, humanity's created time. It's a man-made concept concept in 3d and we live by this linear time of past present and future and we live within lack and separation that you know for example if if you're here right now with ill health that's one point of consciousness Mm. and in the future you might visualize yourself in good health and that's this another point of consciousness but then in between there is all this space there is all this all this stuff that you need to do to get good health and to experience time in three-dimensional reality, we have to travel through space. It's the mm. exact same as flying from Heathrow to JFK. To experience JFK and experience that time, we have to travel through space. Now, that's three-dimensional reality. The quantum model of reality, like I touched on earlier, is a reality beyond the fourth dimension where you go outside of time. And when you go outside of time, you don't live within space-time reality, you live within time-space reality. And in time-space reality, there is more time than space, meaning there's infinite opportunities that exist there. So I want to reassure everyone listening that every single possible scenario for them, good and bad, exists. It's already there. You've just got to tune into it. Mm. So how you tune into it is by becoming it right now and by becoming that vibration. And I think as soon as I understood that concept, it made me realise that 
nothing's too big because it already exists. You know, like if I said to anyone listening, can you tell me where space ends? No one would be able to tell me because, of course, it's infinite. You know? mm-hmm. So when we understand that concept, it's, it's reassuring for everyone to understand that, you know, it's just a philosophy that I, I took hold of because all I need to do is learn how I can tap into that potential. So yeah. Beautiful. We well, that's absolutely wonderful. Really fascinating. I can't wait to hear the feedback from people about this episode because it's been very uh, unique. Uh, so, um, Matt, if you were to think back over this conversation we've had today, we've been talking for about an hour or so. Has there been um, a favourite part of our conversation today? Yes, actually. you remi- Everything I've just talked about is so automatic for me because I teach and learn this 10 hours a day. So yeah. It's just coming from somewhere else. But you asked me about whether I'd manifested anything early in my life. And I'd never thought about it properly until you asked me that question. And it, and initially I thought it was the scenario I gave with the job mm. and how I became the youngest manager. And then I realised you how I did it in the job before that and the job before that and then as a, as, as a footballer, as a child. So I enjoyed in my mind going back yeah. um, to experience that, yeah. Yeah, so thank beautiful. You. Oh, very welcome. I think it's, it's wonderful sometimes to get a window into validating something from earlier in our life that perhaps we hadn't thought of i some i've sometimes had that experience if i'm talking to somebody and they remind me of something and i'm thinking yeah actually that's really interesting yeah fascinating so where would you like people to go if they want to find you a couple of places so the first is tiktok yeah. Now, for I would encourage everyone, doesn't matter how old you are, TikTok is no longer a platform where um, children dance. This is a very serious platform. Um, it's it's YouTube, basically, of 2007. So it's where I initially started out. There's any niche that you can possibly think on think of on TikTok now. Great, great platform. But that's where I, I mainly hang out. That's where I post videos every single day. They yeah. can connect with me there. I have links on my TikTok. Um, just search Matt Cook Manifestation and I will pop up. Right. Um, my links on there are to my YouTube channel and my Instagram. And I have got a website that's being built as we speak. And when this airs, it will probably be live, which is just mattcook.me. Great. Fantastic. Well, I will put those in the show notes so that people can easily find you. And just thank you again so much, Matt. It's been a real pleasure meeting you. I think we met for the first time last week. We did. After, after someone contacted me and said, Catherine, I hope this isn't too cheeky, but I think you might enjoy meeting my friend Matt and he might be great for the podcast. So, should we, uh, should we, I was going to say, should we wrap up by me talking about how I manifested this, actually? Yeah, why not? Why don't you go ahead and do because that? Because it, it's, quite, it's quite a funny story, this, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's a lovely story. So um, at the start of July... I thought about a manifestation that I wanted to play with uh, over the over the space of like the next four weeks. And I thought, okay, don't try and manifest from ego, try and manifest from purpose. My purpose is to help other people. How can I have impact? Wouldn't it be cool to manifest um, invitations to podcasts? I've never, ever been on a podcast in my life. I've been on social media a year before that. No one ever reached out to me. So through meditation, I put the intention out, married it with the elevated emotion. And then one by one by one, I had three invitations that came. I was on one last week with a psychic medium, which was great as well. And then my friend Russell 
texted me out of the blue. Uh, Russell's a great friend and an old work colleague and said to me, hey, Matt, um, this is probably going to sound completely random. I don't know why I've even thought of this, but I was lying up in bed listening to my friend Catherine's podcast and I think you'd be a great um, guest. And then I said, yeah, I'm up for it. And long story short, we hopped on a call. Then you formally invited me. And again, that was just another example of another manifestation that was come to yes. fruition. So. And it was kind of random because I only know <laughs> Russ. I only know Russell from the local ecstatic dance night and the conscious yes. dance things that that I do. And uh, that that's that's the only place I've ever seen him. You know. And then yeah. I, you know he heard about my podcast and started listening to it. So it's not like Russell is someone I know terribly well, but obviously everything just kind of linked up in that moment, which is delightful. So uh, exactly. And on that, when you when you put it out into the unified quantum field and you surrender to it, when there is a match in a three dimensional world that we live in, it will just show up. Now, mm. I could never have guessed in a million years who would have reached out to me, especially Russell. You know, I didn't yeah. think he would invite me, but it just does. And every time this happens, it's so greater than the experience in my mind because of how it actually feels and how it happens. So that's yeah. the key. When you're trying to manifest, let go, surrender to how it's going to happen. And I think it, you'll be amazed with, with how things do show up in your life. Beautiful. So. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Matt. And um, I don't think I need to wish you luck. Thank you very much for having <laughs> me on. I've really enjoyed it. And thanks to everyone listening too. Fantastic. Have a wonderful week. And you. Thank you for supporting Truth and Transcendence. Please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. And if you're curious and would like to know more about my work, you can find out more on yesyounow.today. There are some great videos on there. There's a questionnaire you can complete for my personal attention, and I'll send you back my, uh, my personal insights on what you've written. And there's a link there where you can book a free consult with me if you'd like to do that. You also might like to have a look in the work with me section. There are two programs there which relate quite closely to what Matt and I've been talking about in this episode. One of them is power of choice and the other is power of awareness. So have a look at those. Thanks again and I look forward to seeing you next week. You've been listening to Truth and Transcendence the regular weekly podcast from Yes, You Now with Catherine Llewellyn. For more information, head to yesyounow.today forward slash podcast.